وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ And we gave to him. To who? Ibrahim a.s. Ishaq وَيَعْقُوب Ishaq, his son. And after his son Ishaq, Ya'qub, his grandson. So Ibrahim a.s. Was he then a loner? Because this is sometimes what we fear, right? That if I hold on to my Islam, I'll, I'll always be single. People have these fears, right? If I stay like this, I'll be alone. No, you won't be alone. Allah will not leave you alone. The Prophet ﷺ, when his own people, you know, forced him to leave Mecca, was he alone? He was taken into Medina. And when he went to Medina, did he not have a better nation there? Did he not have better neighbors over there? Did he not have better acquaintances there? Better friends there? Better supporters there? Everything was so much better. Because when you end up leaving something for the sake of Allah, then Allah will give you something better. Sadly, this is just a cliche now. Really, we don't even know what the implication of this. This is an empty statement to us. Because we've heard it so many times, we've said it so many times, but when it comes to actions, we don't implement it. When we don't implement it, we don't even experience it. And for us, it's, it's a theory, it's a concept, but it's not a reality. We need to make it a reality for ourselves. When we leave something for the sake of Allah, Allah will, will give us something. Because when He takes something away from us, it is so that He will give us something else in its place. Think about it. Can a person go to Jannah if he doesn't experience death? Seriously. If a person says, but I love this house in the dunya, I love my family over here, I love my body, I love everything, I don't want to leave this world. Can he have Jannah then? No, he can't. You have to leave something, then you'll get something better in its place. If you have money, you have money, you have cash in your hand, a brand new under dollar bill, okay, brand new, crisp, you know, these new ones that you can't even fold, right? So brand new, but you need food. You want your jacket also. Can you go to the cash and say, you know, uh, I really, really like my under dollar bill. I really want to keep it. I don't want to give it away. Can you please give me the jacket? Can you say that? It's foolish, right? Because to take something, you have to give something. No pain, no gain. Isn't it? So, when a person gives something up for the sake of Allah, Allah will give him something else in its place. So over here, وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ And you know, this is amazing. Ibrahim a.s. he wasn't just given children, he was given grandchildren also. I don't know about you, but when I see my parents and my parents-in-law, you know, when they look at their grandchildren, their, their face just lights up. Doesn't matter whether we're there or not. You know, we're not important anymore. It's like, yeah, you're there, okay, good. But where are the kids? Where are the kids? Right? Grandchildren, they just bring a different delight to a person, a different level of happiness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave Ibrahim salam not just children. He gave him grandchildren also. He lost a nation, he lost a family. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a better family. وَجَعَلْنَا And we made فِي ذُرِّيَّتِهِ In his children, meaning in his descendants. 
النُّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابِ Prophethood and scripture. Meaning in Bani Israel, Bani Ismail, they basically are the descendants of Ibrahim a.s. And all the prophets and all the scriptures after Ibrahim a.s. came from his progeny. وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَجْرَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا And we gave him his reward in the world. وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And he will be in the hereafter among the righteous, in the best company, amongst the best of the best. In dunya, Allah gave him reward. And what was that? Fair praise, good praise first of all. وَجَعَلْنَا لَهُمْ لِسَانَ صِدِقٍ Right? Good praise. Think about it. Hajj. Hajj rituals. Basically revolve around whose family? Ibrahim alayhis-salam's family, right? Ibrahim alayhis-salam, Allah made him imam. إِنِّي جَعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ imama. The Prophet ﷺ was told that you are on the millah of Ibrahim alayhis-salam. In Surah An-Nahl, Ayah 122, Allah says, شَاكِرًا لِأَنْعُمِهِ اِجْتَبَاهُ وَهَدَاهُ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ وَآتَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا we gave him good in this world. وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And in the hereafter, he will be among the righteous. And this is not the case only with Ibrahim a.s. This is the case with every believer. That when a person believes in Allah, when a person is righteous, when a person you know, shows his sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah will not leave him empty-handed. In a hadith in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, when a disbeliever performs a good deed, meaning a person who doesn't believe in Allah, but they do something good, like they give charity, or they give good advice, they look after Allah's creatures, any kind of good deed they do, then what happens? أُطْعِمَ بِهَا تُعْمَةً مِنَ الدُّنْيَا okay? He's given a turma in the dunya, like a bite of food. So basically he's given some reward. He's given some reward for his good in this world. But the believer, Allah stores up his good deeds for him in the hereafter. Meaning the real reward, the believer will receive where? In the hereafter. And also provides him with risk in this life due to his obedience. This is the case with who? With every believer. That Allah will give him something here also. But the real reward is stored for the hereafter. So I went to the gym once and uh, this once? lady... Uh, no. Why once? One of the times okay. I went to the gym. Good. I saw this lady there um, and she was there with her friend and she was like jogging on the treadmill. And um, she said that she was like practicing or training for some um, marathon that she was going to participate in. And um, she was like, I do this marathon every year for Jesus, and I have a wish uh, I do it for, right? So, like, I make a wish before doing it. And by the end of the marathon, or like by the end of that time period or whatever, it comes true. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, I want to do a marathon like that, you know? <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know if it would you know, really work though. Like, is that legit? And then it's like what you said. See, what is decreed for you is going to come to you. Right? And many times a person is put into fitna like this. That many times people are doing wrong things, but despite their wrong, Allah still gives them. Right? So this is a big test for a person. The point is that when a person believes and he's righteous... Right? And he keeps striving. 
then the real reward is in the hereafter. Okay? But Allah will not leave the person hungry and empty-handed and poor and miserable in this world. He will give him something or the other in this world also. The reward in this world is just the beginning. Okay? Whereas those who don't believe, for them their ultimate reward becomes now. Right? That is what they are striving for. That is their aim. If they get it, good. If they don't get it, then they give up. وَلُوطًا and Lut عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ When he said to his people, إِنَّكُمْ Indeed you, لَتَأْتُونَ Surely you come, meaning you commit. الْفَاحِشَةَ The indecent act, the immoral act, which is so immoral that مَا سَبَقَكُمْ None has preceded you. Biha with it min ahadin from anyone min al alamin among the worlds. You are committing such an immorality that no one has ever committed this act before you among the people of the worlds, among the nations of the world. You are the first ones to commit such an act. Now over here the example of Lut alayhi salam is mentioned. So first, Nuh alayhi salam's example, then Ibrahim alayhi salam's example, then Lut alayhi salam's example. That what do you do in a situation where you are doing something that your entire community is opposing off? What do you do in this situation? How do you remain strong? So for that, we look at the examples of those people who were tested most severely so that we can take inspiration from their lives, from their tests, their trials, how they dealt with them, how they overcame the difficulties that came their way. So first of all, we see over here again in the example of Lut salam that he is calling people to the truth. He is calling people to the haqq. Just like Ibrahim salam, Because if what you have you don't share with others, Nobody's going to sympathize with you. Nobody's going to understand you. And earlier also we learned about the importance of communication. That when somebody opposes you in what you're doing, even if it's your own parents, you tell them, you explain to them the choices that you are making. You tell them why it's important to you. Why you want to do it. Because the other person, it's quite possible that they're opposing you simply because they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. They really don't get it. Right? And we should really give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they don't know. So you have to communicate. You have to tell them. So Lut also, he warns his people. He speaks to them. He says, you are committing such an immorality that no one has preceded you with from among the people of the worlds. Now what was that immorality? If they still didn't get what Lut was talking about, he explains it in detail now. He says, أَإِنَّكُمْ Indeed you. Do you indeed. So basically, he's not shying away in clarifying what the fahisha is. He says, indeed, لَتَأْتُونَ rijala." You approach men. Plural of the word, rajul. Rajul, man, rijal, men. Meaning you approach men for the purpose of sexual pleasure. Secondly, وَتَقْطَعُونَ sabil. You cut the path. تَقْطَعُونَ literally means, it's from qatr. And qatr is to cut. Alright? But qatr sabil doesn't just mean to cut a road, meaning cut the road, that doesn't make sense. Qatr sabil is basically obstructing the path of the travelers. Meaning those traveling, those walking, creating difficulties for them so that they're not able to continue with their journey. 
And this could be in different ways. This could be in the form of highway robbery, in different ways that inshallah we will discuss. And thirdly, he says, وَتَأْتُونَ And you commit فِنَادِيكُمْ In your meetings, المُنْكَرْ The evil. Meaning, in your meetings, instead of doing good, instead of encouraging each other to do good, to refrain from evil, you actually promote evil by doing it in your gatherings. And the word nadi is from the root letters nun dalia nida. Nida is to raise one's voice, to call out to somebody. So nadi is basically a majlis, a gathering of friends where there is a lot of nida, meaning people are raising their voices in conversation, in discussions, in laughter, in their activities, in whatever they're doing. So وَتَأْتُونَ فِي نَادِيكُمُ munkar. In your assemblies, in your gatherings, in your parties, you commit evil. Now, three crimes are mentioned over here. First of all, which crime is it? Which crime is it? Approaching men for sexual pleasure, meaning approaching the same gender for sexual pleasure. Now, there's one thing I want you to understand. You know, when it comes to same-sex relationships or marriages and so on and so forth, just because something is possible, it doesn't mean it's permissible. Because many times people argue that, oh, you know what, it's... It's possible to have such love, you know, such whatever you want to call it, such an affair, such a relationship. It's possible. But just because something is possible, it doesn't mean that it is permissible. It is possible to have sexual pleasure in these ways, but that doesn't make it halal. Just like it is possible to earn a lot of money by cheating others. Is it possible? It's very much possible. In fact, it could be quite easy for some people. Right? Become a millionaire by cheating, by lying, in the black market, you know, fraud, so on and so forth. You could get very rich very fast by doing illegal things. But it doesn't mean that it's okay. Just because it's possible, it doesn't mean that it is correct. Now likewise, when it comes to such relationships, it's possible for two people to fall in love with each other, to have such a relationship. But that doesn't mean that the Creator has allowed it. Alright? Because we are, who are we? Allah's servants. We are Allah's servants. So we do, not just those things which are possible for us, but those things which are allowed for us. Alright? The second crime of these people that's mentioned over here is, قَطْعُ sabil, Right? Which is, obstructing the way of the travelers. And this is in two ways. It could be in the tangible sense, in the hissy way. So for example, people are traveling, alright? As soon as they reach your town, to pass by it, to pass through it, harming them, blocking the roads, robbing people, demanding you know, benefits from them, or really committing evil deeds with the travelers, and this is what these people would do. Kill them, or rape them, or loot them, take their property, etc. Secondly, it could be in the Marnawi sense. That stopping people from the way, meaning creating hurdles for them in the way of Allah. Creating hurdles for them in the way of Allah, so that they cannot continue in their journey to Allah. Like for example, normalizing sin. You know, saying that it's okay. Why not? And as a result, people frown at the religion of Allah. They look down at the religion of Allah. They look down at those people who are practicing the religion of Allah. Right? And that's exactly what happened in this community. How people opposed Lut alayhi salam. They made fun of him. They said, oh, you're very pure. 
Right? They said, expel the family of Lut from this town. They're very pure. They're very clean people. They mocked at them. And the third crime that is mentioned over here is openly committing sin in gatherings. If you think about it, you know when a person is doing something wrong on their own, alone, in their house, in their bedroom, it's wrong. It's still wrong. But it's not that wrong in the sense that because they're alone. But if five, six, seven, ten people are together doing something wrong, then it makes it worse. Because they have no level of haya. They don't even have shyness from each other. You understand? Because at least as human beings, we correct our actions just because we are shy of each other. We have some level of self-respect. That even if we're not really that good inside, we want to appear as good. So for the sake of other people, we correct our speech. If for example, if a woman you know, has uncontrollable anger inside her house, at least when she's in a party or when she's with her friends, she lacked as if she's the most patient mother. Right? Why? Why isn't she yelling at her children the way she yells at them inside the house? Why such a difference? Because she has some dignity that she will appear to be good. Right? But when people do wrong publicly, what does it show? The level of their moral degradation. Right? That how, you know, how asfala safilin they have become the lowest of the low, that they don't even have haya of each other. So they openly committed sin. And this is something that we need to think about also. That when we are amongst our friends, what is it that we talk about? What is it that we chat about? Is it just cute guys and, you know, their looks and their so on and so forth? Seriously. What is it that we talk about? We really need to think. Because sometimes we change our conversations just because our mothers are there, just because the teachers are there. But amongst ourselves, when no teacher, when no mother, when no older sister is around, what is it that we talk about? What kind of language do we use? What kind of words do we use? What kind of things do we find funny? Seriously. What kind of things is it that we laugh at? We need to think about that. وَتَأْتُونَ فِي نَادِيكُمُ الْمُنْكَرُ Because you see, a person cannot do wrong alone. Right? In the sense that each person needs the cooperation of those around him in order to do something wrong. Even Fir'aun, was he alone? He had Haman with him. Didn't he? So, a person can do something wrong, you know, alone for some time, but eventually, sooner or later, he needs people to support him. He needs like-minded individuals. So the environment that the people of Luth had created for themselves was only such that nurtured more evil, that produced more evil. It only perpetuated more evil. So Luth is criticizing that over here. The Prophet said, Al-Mar'u ala dini khalilihi, a person is on the religion of his friend. So what happened when Lut addressed his people? فَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ So the response of his people was not إِلَّا except meaning the only response was أَن قَالُوا that they said اِئْتِنَا بِعَذَابِ اللَّهِ Bring us the punishment of Allah إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ If you are of those who are truthful. Meaning if you're really truthful, then bring the punishment. If it comes, yeah, we know you're speaking the truth. You're really a prophet. But if no punishment comes, then we know that you're a liar. Now just imagine, they're saying bring the punishment. If somebody is so confident in the wrong that they're doing, that they're saying, punish me, what can you do? How can you explain things to them? 
سلوط علیہ السلام ہی میں دعا چو اللہ قال رب سرنی He said, Oh my Lord, unsurni, you support me, you help me against al-qawm al-mufsideen, the corrupt people. I've done my job. I conveyed the message. Now, oh Allah, you help me. You help me. And this is something that we undermine so much, that when we are in difficulty, and somebody advises us, make dua, what's our first response? Yeah, I do make dua. I'm already making dua. Of course. Yeah, of course. But what else can I do? I'll make dua. We really don't give much importance to this. The thing is that any difficulty that we are in, who put us in that? Who put us in that? Who did? Give me the answer. Allah put us in that difficulty. Right? Who can take us out of it? Allah can. The counselor cannot. The friend cannot. The parents cannot. The teacher cannot. The person whom we are sending email after email after email cannot take us out of that difficulty. They cannot. Because do they have the ability to change the heart of somebody? No. You know, sometimes we think that the solution for me in this time is I should just get married. I should just get married. I should just have a job. But you know, I'm applying for a job. I'm applying for this and this. I've been to so many marriage events, but nothing is working out. Well, nothing is working out because Allah is not opening a door for you. So let us not go to a person after another person, one person after the other. You know, email one shaykh after another, hoping that somehow, some person with some magic spell, he's going to open all the doors for us. They cannot. Allah put us in that. He can open doors. So we need to ask Allah. Rabbin surni. Oh my Lord, you help me. I don't know what to do. I've tried my best. I cannot take myself out of this situation. Only you can. I found it interesting how the the sin of... um the people of Lut? Yeah, the yes, people sir. of Lut, the approaching the same gender for uh, pleasure was mentioned in a separate verse and then the other two were also were mentioned yeah. in like a separate yeah. verse. Yeah. So it kind of shows how like how big of a sin that is. That it's mentioned twice, once indirectly and secondly, very directly. So Lut salam, he turned to Allah, he said, Rabbin surni ala al mufsideen. Oh my Lord, you help me. You make a way out for me. You know, sometimes we go to people, we approach them, seeking their advice or seeking a solution from them, and we have so much hope in our eyes that somehow you can fix my problem. You can fix my problem for me. They cannot fix it. Only Allah can fix it. So let us have even more hope when we raise our hands in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright, let's listen to the recitation. وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَجَعَلْنَا فِي ذُرِّيَّتِهِ النُّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابَ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَجْرَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَلُوطًا إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ إِنَّ 
انکم لتاتون الفاحشه ما سبقكم بها من احد من العالمين اینکم لتاتون الرجال وتقطعون السبيل وتاتون في ناديكم المنكر فما كان جواب قومه الا ان قالوا اتنا بعذاب الله ان كنت من الصادقين قال رب انصرني على القوم المفسدين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته